Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, where we offer unfair, unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. And uh, just to start things off again, you know, I want everybody to go to Apple Podcasts, give us about five stars, because, you know, it's probably been the best podcast everybody's been listening to over quarantine. And uh, be sure to check us out on Spotify, Amazon, share us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, MySpace, if you still have that. And uh, just get the word out. Also, be sure to go check us out on our Facebook page. We'll have links to all of our Bless Your Heart businesses. So if you want to, you know, make some donations or anything you can do to kind of support people doing good for in the world while we have all this division and and miserableness that we're about to unleash on y'all here shortly. Uh, Be sure to do that. And we'll have some more content for you on that page going there. So let's jump right into the good, the bad, and the ugly on the weekend wrap. Uh, Morgan, if you want to kick this one off. Sure. Uh, Let's start with the good. Tech. Had a good game. Well, they won. I'll leave it at that. They they beat Louisville. You know, I was a bit nervous about, you know, their scrambling quarterback because Tech usually doesn't do good in these past couple of years against, you know, Michael Vick type quarterbacks. I guess it's payback for all the hell we put on people during that little short stint with him. Um, yeah, the running game, obviously, whenever they have a good running game, they tend to do pretty well on the win column except for that UNC game but uh bad uh text defense once again you know they are they're letting just everyone throw on them they can't really stop the run that well yeah I'm hoping they address it here soon but I don't I don't see that happening and the ugly, uh, I don't really have an ugly, so I'm going to go for good. And the fact that we didn't have to watch Florida State play. Um, so, because <laughs> they are bad. So, in a sense, that is my bad for the week, that they are bad and, and good that we didn't have to watch them. Well, you don't have to watch them. You, you, okay. you choose right. which game All you right. watch. Hold on. Hold on. Here, here's my bad. We have to watch them this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an ugly opinion, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ugly, ugly. Sorry, I'm ugly. Yeah. Well, since all our eyes are always glued to the ACC network, yeah. uh, that that that's my ugly is that Florida State <laughs> is garbage, and we have to watch them this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dustin. All right, uh, I leaned a little heavier on the good than the bad and the ugly this week. Um, good, Duke uh, beat the mighty Forty ers out of Charlotte. 53 to 19 last week for their second win of the season. Uh, they did it with about 274 yards of rushing, which is, uh, I don't know if that really tells us anything since it was against Charlotte, but I'll take it. Uh, I have a turnover update. There was one in the game, so we're up to 23 on the season. Should have so. taken my bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I said the over. Last week I said they would be more. They would score more points than they uh, than they had turnovers, and last week that was twenty two. All right, I'll send you a postcard. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, another good Carolina loss. Um, always good when Carolina loses, and I think we can all agree to that. Uh, UVA had one hundred and eighteen yards less offense and still won by three. Um, not sure how that happened. UNC tried to do their fourth quarter comeback heroics and just. And it didn't work out for them. If Carolina can ever find consistency, that'll be real good. Um, not sure when or if that's going to happen, but you know, that's the one thing that when you watch their games, you never know quite what you're going to get. Eventually, pigs learn to fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to. <laughs> I do want to give a little bit of a shout out, Travis Etienne. He set the ACC all-time rushing record this week with 4,644 yards and counting, and uh, which he actually broke a 42-year-old NC State running back record uh, by a gentleman by the name of Ted Brown. So Ted something Brown. else State's lost that. <laughs> <laughs> um, bad uh, Clemson defense in the first half versus Boston College. Yep. That was not at all anything that – any of us is used to seeing from Clemson or from a, a Brett Brent Venables defense. I mean, they, I've got the stat here. They gave up 210 yards and four allowed four conversions of six opportunities for third downs. And um, it was, I don't know. It was a mess in the first half. 
I actually watched all that game because it was it was interesting this week and not a blowout. Um, ugly, uh, personal for me. Uh, Emmy's daycare was closed all week this week. Um, three kids got sick. Two of the employees. There was a little bit of a flu going around with some of the workers, I believe. And uh, no, you know, no COVID, so people were happy about that. But nevertheless, Emmy got sick and gave it to Jenny, and you know, then we're managing like. Uh, just trying to work and do things this week. So that was the uh, ugly and that people got sick. And then we were, we of course had our schedule screwed up and we can't be happy about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So can I go next? Cause yeah. Mine, all right. Yeah. You're up. <laughs> I'm going bad first. Let's get out of the way. My bad is UVA. How did we lose to UVA? They threw for 208 total yards. We threw for 443. We piled up 41 points on 536 total yards. We averaged 8.8 yards a play. We kicked a 51-yard field goal just for good measure. We won the turnover battle and that we had zero, unlike Duke, and we even intercepted one. Gimmel had an interception that he, that he took back. They fake punted to win the game. I mean, come on. Like, I... I struggle with gimmick offenses. The guys know that I, I just, I, it'll be worse in basketball season. I, I can't stand when we, you were just run into a buzzsaw of some crap opponent that lights you up for 70% shooting behind the arc. It's just, it's, it's outrageous. I cannot believe that we lost to Virginia. It bothers me even more because I feel like I don't care now about the Clemson Notre Dame game. Cause they're probably just going to end up playing each other anyways at the end of the year. I, at least I would have had like, you know, like a fighter's chance of thinking that we're, that we're still in there. I can't stand the fact that NC state is ranked above us in the standings right now. I just, I, it's, it's, it's frustrating. We have to play Duke this week. So like, it could be like really bad. It could be like, imagine if we go in and lose to Duke who we've crapped all over on this podcast thing for nine weeks in a row. I just, <laughs> I, uh, moving on next topic, as we say. My good, (laughs) my good of the week. Well, for ugly, I'll cover that briefly. It's the polarization of, of everything right now. I can't have a conversation with somebody without them bringing up their particular side. And as someone who, for whatever it's worth, does actually truly hang out in the center, it's pretty rough. So I'll just, that's my two sentence version of that. Ugly. My good. Yeah. Pick a side, right? (laughs) (laughs) Stop being so weak in the knees. Pick a side. Yeah. Uh, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> My good. I have good things to say this week. It was actually a very good week. Um, good things in sports. Uh, I was very, very excited. I think the guys got the only time I've ever sent a message that said yes with 14 A's in, in the middle of it. <laughs> when Chase Elliott won at Martinsville, it was awesome. It was very exciting. Um, it's the first time he's ever been in the championship four. Um, it's the first time that Hendrick has had, that's the team I support four drivers, including Jimmy Johnson and Dale jr. Back in the day. Um, it's the first time that they've had a driver in the top four, um, or in, in the final four in the last, uh, basically time that I've been watching. So it feels a little bit like redemption or validation. Um, so I was very happy about that. And it, and it means obviously we've got a big bone to pick with everybody this weekend. Um, when more on that later, um, also exciting is, is, is I've been driving around in Annapolis, um, with the ability to work from home. I, I've, I've been looking for places that I could potentially live that are a little bit nicer than the six lane highway. I currently inhabit a house next to. And, uh, so I'm looking at a condo in Annapolis that's on the water and that's very exciting. So that's a good thing as well. Nothing yet on the finalized but i've been sending the guys a couple pictures here and there so hopefully making them jealous and maybe we'll have plans to do a podcast from like the the boathouse or something in the future that'd be kind of fun and uh in the process of doing that i actually got to see my nieces today um socially distanced and standing outside and stuff so the same ones that had birthdays last week i got to see them this week and speaking of birthdays i'll should give a shout out to chris uh one of our buddies it's his birthday today so if you Chris, if you're listening, happy birthday, bud. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Cheers. <laughs> so that's it. A lot of good. We went from ugly to bad to a lot of good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't have a whole lot of bad or ugly from this past weekend, weirdly enough. <clears throat> uh, most of the bad for me came 
early in the week, but I'll leave it at that. But um, the Saturday, Saturday, you know, was Halloween. It was a lot of fun. Uh, me and a couple of my best friends did the whole Degeneration X costume. We had a blast on that. Um, did the whole, you know, Triple H, X-Pac, and Shawn Michaels thing. That was a lot of fun at the Halloween party we went to. Um, the other good was, you know, Carolina lost, and but that's not even the best part about this. The, the best part was some of my friends were down on a bachelor party down in Biloxi, Mississippi. They were at a casino. And both of them are diehard Tar Heel fans. They've both been arrogant about this season, as Tar Heel fans tend to be. And sure. they decided, you know what? We're playing Virginia. Virginia sucks. We were ranked number five in the country a, a few weeks ago until we slipped up against, as Morgan would call them, free shoes you. But that's not going to happen again, especially after we throttled the Wolfpack. Well, what do they do while they're at the casino? One of them said, all right, I'll throw $100 down on UNC and because, uh, you know, this is going to be an easy win. The other guy says, well, hell, I'll throw 400 down. And Carolina loses by three to the University of Virginia. It was just amazing to find out that they lost all that money by betting on the Tar Heels against Virginia. That's just, that's great. I got a great this weekend and a good. Um, I just can't never get over heard how awesome that before. is. That was a great. It that was, was the first it. time. The only consistency with the Tar Heels is inconsistency. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing I could kind of say that was a little bit bad was, um, I mean, uh, it looks like I'm going to be wearing glasses for the rest of my life because my contacts, um, I've been told by my eye doctor, I can't, don't need to wear contacts much anymore. So I, I took about two and a half month break from them. Then, you know, Halloween, I was like, you know what? I'll try it out. It's been a while. Put my contacts in. Within two hours, my eyes were ridiculously messed up and, and aggravated and, it's been a good run. The last 13 years, I've been wearing contacts, and I guess I'm going to have to accept the fact that I'm going to be 27 and I'm going to be wearing glasses. So that kind of sucks. Ain't nothing wrong with wearing glasses, man. This is, what, <laughs> this is what happens when you join a podcast with three older dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So. <laughs> I got to go, go make my insure drink here real quick. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> Get my salt, my, my water ready for my denture. Got to stay regular. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Insure. <laughs> also by Rascal Scooters. When you need to get around, grab your rascal. Uh, if the ACC network ever comes calling, that's actually who we'll be pumping out. So, <laughs> All right. So let's uh, jump on over to the weekend look at it. If you guys have anything interesting or that's really – you're looking forward to watching or doing this weekend. Take it away. Angle. I know you got, you got yeah. NASCAR. Give us the NASCAR update. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you want to talk about Elliot's little boy. So go ahead. Well, I'll start with sec, right? Cause I had it in the notes and uh, number eight, Florida is playing number five, Georgia. I'm picking Georgia all, all, all left, right and center. I, Florida just doesn't seem to show up in these big games. Uh, Three 30 on CBS on Saturday. Um, last, last year, I actually got a chance to go see this game in person in Jacksonville. Um, long story short is Georgia really handed it to Florida so badly. So that I left in the third quarter, <laughs> kind of being a little bit worried about the traffic. Uh, it was a, it was a bear to get in. Um, so I <laughs> wandered back to my car and I actually went over, drove over to TPC Sawgrass and caught the end of the game there at the bar, which is <laughs> Kind of just a random story about Florida, Georgia. But anyways, um, and it's a cocktail other, party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, trust me. They, uh, they, they got down. Uh, Tim Tebow drove by, drove by me in a golf cart too. That was kind of cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> he went in on the Georgia side. I didn't. I didn't understand why he did that, but whatever. Um. Anyways, yeah. Huge cocktail party. It's a big game. Um. It does determine the East, uh, pretty much. So I'll, I'll I'll be paying attention to that. That'll be a good game. Yeah, that's, that's, Florida's, that's got, Florida's got a good quarterback who's quietly sneaking into first round, apparently, for next year's draft. Huh. So, I don't know. If Georgia wins, and the only, the only reason, another reason why this matters is if Georgia wins and Notre Dame loses, um, I could see Georgia moving into the top four. So, um, that said, speaking of top four, NASCAR Cup, we covered it. There's, there's just, this is it. This is the last race. Um, incidentally, this is Jimmy Johnson's last full-time race. So for anyone that knows about Jimmy Johnson, uh, seven time, as he's referred to for his seven championships, 
Um, it'll be his last race, Phoenix. Um, that's different. Usually it's in Homestead in Miami. Phoenix is a mile track. It's considered a short track. Uh, it, it works to call it a short track. It's got, uh, it's hosting the championship this year next. Um, it's got some kind of cool features. They have something called Rattlesnake Hill. Um, you can literally sit on a hill in the desert and, and watch turn one and turn two because the track is so short. Um, it, it's just a unique place to watch a sporting event. Um, definitely on my short list of places to go. No one really knows if it's actually filled with rattlesnakes or not. And I'm not really sure if that was a, a gimmick by the, by the people to get people to sit in the stands and pay, pay ticket prices or not. But, um, uh, Kevin Harvick has the most wins here at this track at nine, but, uh, at nine wins this year, he's not in the playoffs anymore. Um, that's cause Joey Logano won that first week. So when you heard me bitching and moaning, uh, a couple of weeks ago about Joey Logano winning. Obviously Chase Elliott won. He pointed his way in, but um, he was a top three or top four driver all year. So somehow a guy who won nine races. <laughs> this is the softest boo ever. Somehow a guy who won nine races isn't, isn't in the playoff. Isn't in the, uh, isn't in the final four. So I, I just, I think NASCAR needs to do something about that. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, the other. Ben, ben the rules Elliott can get in. Is that what you're talking about? <clears throat> when you win at Martinsville, you are allowed to go to the final four. That's all I'll say about that. So it's, it's Chase, Brad Kozlowski, Denny Hamlin, and, uh, and Joey Logano. So those are your, that's your NASCAR and in golf briefly, I'm keeping an eye on the tournament in Houston because the weekend, uh, everyone's tuning up for the weekend after, which is the masters. So maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll do an episode on, the food at the masters <laughs> that'd yeah. be the world's most boring episode <laughs> isn't, isn't game day setting up down there is it this weekend next weekend espn game day in augusta yeah they're going to game day or they're Very going cool. to augusta for game day game day either awesome. this week or next week yeah i know marty smith is doing his his podcast again augusta like hires him to do like the I, I don't remember the name of it. You'd have to Google it, but he does a podcast where he literally just talks about Augusta for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard that they were doing that again, but, um, game day is going to be there uh, at the same time. He's there. It's awesome. I was going to say, I just looked it up, uh, Saturday, November 14th the show will combine two of the sports greatest traditions, college football and the masters. Man, that's almost worth Damn, COVID. Like, I would drive down for that. <laughs> oh. Anyways, SEC, NASCAR, and golf, and who knows, maybe by next week I'll have more news on a condo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so in over my head with that. <laughs> what do you guys got going on? Anything? Going um, to help finish taking out more stuff from the old house and get it ready for yard sale. Yeah, I'm just doing my duty as uh, taking care of the Deberry Dog Retirement Home for the weekend. Oh yeah, you're yeah lined up for that this weekend. Yeah, mom and daddy are going to uh, going to the mountains to see the Christmas lights at the Biltmore House. So I'm I'm going home to take care of all the animals. Wow. <laughs> so your parents hate Thanksgiving too, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, I, we don't really we don't we're not that festive in in our household. We'll have to have a, a Thanksgiving discussion because we don't do turkey. No, we don't. Thanksgiving. Never have. Nope. What do y'all do? Fried chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, That's right, boys. Fried <laughs> chicken. We might have a ham sometimes, but fried chicken's always a constant. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing that never goes away is fried chicken, butter beans and corn, biscuits. The last uh, like uh, 10 years or so, we've had cheese potato casserole. Cheese potatoes. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Usually some sort of green, green beans or yeah. something like that. Um, all kinds of pies and cakes, biscuits. Yeah. yeah. So what so. you're saying is, my wife could come to your parents' Thanksgiving because she's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Melissa, I wouldn't. I don't think uh, I would bring her to my grandmother's house to eat because I don't think that would work out well. It didn't sound like anything you listed there would uh would would qualify. <laughs> well, even the green beans have ham in them, so yeah, uh, they do. <laughs> oh man, so. we are so far off track at this point. 
Anyway, uh, it's point is we should have a Thanksgiving discussion. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving, or what are your traditions? And those, spoiler alert, are the traditions in the Dewberry household. Yeah, nice. and, since, and since Dustin has uh, been with Jenny and gotten married, um, we typically have Thanksgiving on Friday. So me and my parents normally go to Cracker Barrel on Thursday now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Dustin ruined it? I wouldn't say that. I actually like Thursday Cracker Barrel and then Friday after Thanksgiving meal so it kind of works out for me i get another free meal yeah good lineup right there <laughs> hey it's hard to beat cracker barrel got that right <laughs> all right drink there now too <laughs> <laughs> all right moving right along to back to the uh world of the acc football with our uh our weekly segment the acc week pick them uh just to update everybody morgan is still leading the pack right now with a 41 13 <laughs> Dustin and Ryan are at 40 and 14 and I'm a game behind them at 39 and 15. All so, uh, picked against the Hokies. <laughs> <laughs> First game of the week we have on the always amazing and never glitchy ACC network on Friday night with uh, <laughs> Miami versus NC State. NC State coming off a throttling at the hands of Carolina two weeks ago. Had a bye week to kind of regroup. And uh, ordinarily, if Devin Leary had been playing, I actually give State right now is like a 10-point uh, underdog at home. Ordinarily, I would give State a chance to win this game if Devin Leary was playing just because uh, Miami averages like 3.7 yards per carry. And we have – the only two teams that have beaten us this year have been teams that really are borderline elite at running the ball in, in Tech and Carolina. Miami, that really isn't their game. Um, no. You got to – De'Eric King can get – get it done on the ground from the QB position and he's a dynamic player, but they don't really have that uh, dynamic running back that really can, can tear you up so much. So I would normally give state a chance, but like I said, Leary's not playing. So I'm taking the hurricanes winning about two touchdowns. Whoa. Morgan. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm going to go Miami, I'm, but I'm going to say your defense keeps them kind of in check most of the game. And then probably squeak, squeak by by like a field goal. All right, Dustin. Uh, going to you because I'm on, I've been on the U train all year long. <laughs> um, not to mention the fact Devin Larry's out, which yeah. is basically mean I'm going to pick against NC State all year long. Um, now to be fair, after this week, we're favored in every game the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be a week <laughs> by week decision, but I don't have a lot of faith with him not being in there. They could be good upsets for me to pick since if y'all are going to pick the favorites. Um, but yeah, definitely going with the U. I actually think the U has a fairly balanced, I, I hear you on average, but they have a fairly balanced attack between the run and the passing game. Because uh, in, early in the season, Derek King wasn't very good on get, you know the passing side of their offense, but he's picked it up. They're just so inconsistent scoring the ball. One week they'll put up 44, and next week it'll be like 17. So, see which, which Miami team shows up. All right, Ryan? I really want to pick State for this one. I, I, I really do, despite Devin Leary. Just, if nothing else, even to try and make up ground on the records, right? Since everybody keeps picking the same. I can't. Bring, ahead, do it. Do it, man. I can't bring my – First of all – I bet you won't. First of all, I could – Do it. Can't care less about this game because it's NC State and Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think – that NC State does have a good defense. I think Miami is is a better offense than sometimes we give them credit for. And I think, once again, that Brevin Jordan, I would love to have him um, to watch him play in the NFL. I think he's really good in in, in the goal line. I, I, I'm I going Miami. I, I just – I want to pick NC State. I'll be cheering for them tomorrow night, actually, but I, I think Miami will win. All right, next game is uh, the battle for the victory bell, separated by eight miles apart. Team in light blue from Chapel Hill, team in dark blue from Duke. Public school versus private school. Normally it's a uh, rivalry on the hardwood, but this week is on the gridiron. Let's see, uh, throw it to Dustin here, see what you think between the Duke Blue Devils versus the North Carolina Tar Holes, I mean heels. <laughs> it is the coveted victory bell at stake this week. The most, the, the, the best trophy in all of college football. It's on the line once again. Uh, why this isn't game day, I do not know. Keep saying um, this. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I kind of took a look back um, during the Cutcliffe era. Uh, Duke's five and six 
versus UNC, um, which is pretty good. If I bet if you look at the all-time record, I didn't look at it up because it, I know it's bad. Um, <laughs> so in the modern era that I want to talk about, they're five and six. Uh, that said, the turnover machine has been real this year. Um, I don't really have a lot of faith or belief in Carolina's defense, but same. But I also don't have a lot of faith and belief in Duke's offense. So I'm going to take our buddy Ryan's advice. I'm picking against my team because I'll be happy no matter the result. I'm picking Carolina, and if Duke wins, I'll be incredibly excited. And if Carolina wins, at least I get a win here on the podcast. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Picking Carolina, I think that we will come out and score probably in the first few minutes that we have the ball, just like we did against UVA. That said, I have zero faith, zero faith whatsoever in our defense. I appreciated the fan who commented, Mac Brown put up a I voted sticker and somebody voted for a better defense <laughs> in the comments. And I was like, like, that's correct. Your de- uh, it's bad. It's really bad. Um, the only other thing that's kind of funny about this game is I, I looked to see where the game was. And of course it's at Duke. The only game I've ever been to at Duke stadium is the game I went to with you jokers. And I was so convinced <laughs> that Mitchell Trubiscuits was going to go in there and just wipe the floor with Duke. And it was cute about, you know, you guys sold your little, you know, stew with, with girl scout cookies or whatever, you know, on the sidelines and mom and pop football program and that mom and pop football program got some home cooking and, beat us that night so i had to hear about it all the way up to morgan's cabin so (laughs) the fact that i'm looking at this game being in wallace wade and i'm looking at the fact that we were the number five team in the country and the fact that i'm looking at a crappy duke team and just it would be 2020 if we came in here and just got blown out like you know 38 to 3 or something so funny story about that game a buddy of mine was a, a manager on the carolina football team at that exact game and um he as soon as duke pulls that game out and wins. I see him walking down the sideline and I'd walk down to the, uh, close to the edge where the field was. And I yelled his name. He turns around, looks at me and just starts shaking his head. And he went back and said, I went back and told my friends, he goes, Carolina blows a game against it. What's going to be a four and eight Duke team. He's like, and who's the first person I see up in the stands? No, 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 but Logan <laughs> D. Barry. He was like, he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yep. Hey, and Daniel Jones was three and oh. Against mm-hmm. UNC. Danny Dimes. That's right. Fastest NFL legend. Daniel Fastest Jones. man in the NFL. <laughs> Three and a. Took over for Eli, so he had real big shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been wearing his shoes the other week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Morgan. Who am I picking? Let's see here. You know, I'm going to go for Duke. I'm taking Duke. Taking Duke to win by a touchdown. Like your spirit. It is, it is 2020. And like Angle said, it would be 2020 if, if the barely ranked UNC Tar Heels rolled into there. We're not ranked. I was about to say they're unranked now. Oh, they are. That's right. Yeah, yeah they lost UVA and FSU, two of the worst teams in the ACC. <laughs> um, this is about the time where Carolina fans check out when's basketball start. <laughs> That's about uh, right on the corner. Uh, so <laughs> it's about time for UNC to pack it up and start doing what they do. Um, Mac Brown's got to get home to watch Murder, She Wrote. So um, <laughs> go, go, It's a noon go. kickoff. He's got plenty of time. <laughs> go Duke. Duke with a uh, touchdown. So ordinarily in a game like this, um, you know, Carolina and Duke have played pretty close over the last 10 years or so. Duke Cutcliffe's done fairly well against UNC considering yep. historical – uh, disadvantages, but with Carolina having lost the game like they did last week, and considering they really didn't play that bad um, overall, the defense sucked. The offense was pretty good. I, I got Carolina uh, by a couple scores in this one. I don't think it's. I think it'll be com- similar to the NC State game. I think it'll be competitive first half. They they'll ground it out on the game with uh, Javante Williams and uh, Michael Carter, and it just won't be close by the third quarter. Tar Heels going away in that one. All right, next up, uh, we have the Virginia Tech Hokies in a non-conference matchup with the Liberty Flames. Uh, funny enough, Liberty is 6-0 and right now, so uh, this is not and the ranked. easy win. And, and ranked. ranked. And ranked. I think they're 23rd, I, I believe. 25. In, uh, 25. 
So Liberty is not the pushover and the easy win that we were all thinking. But Morgan, I mean, it's your home team, so I'm kicking it to you. What do you think with Liberty and Hugh Freeze playing against Virginia Tech this weekend? It would be – it doesn't have to be 2020 for Virginia Tech to lose to, to yeah, Liberty. You know, look at ODU, look at James Madison, you know, go down the list here. And teams they should have beat and they didn't. Um, if Tech – like I said, if Tech can control the ball and the clock like they did last week, you know, they had multiple multiple times where they, they just controlled the clock pretty well. Um, if they can contain the the uh, scrambling quarterback for Liberty, I think we'll be okay and and get out of there with uh, a touchdown. But it Tech's defense is is going to give up yardage to this team. I can only expect that. All right, Ryan. I would love to say Liberty and all that kind of nonsense. I'll be watching the game mainly so I can give Morgan crap as soon as they go up by three in the second quarter. But I come on, Virginia Tech's going to win this game. They're probably they're probably the fourth best team in the ACC. I man, I mean, who really knows? <laughs> if Liberty's Liberty's ranked above Carolina, that's ugh, whatever. <laughs> Moving right. on. That's twenty twenty, man. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> uh. Similar. I'd love to pick Hugh Freeze and Liberty because I feel like this is a game that uh, I feel like we we don't have a lot of divergence of thought here. So I'd love to like run with it. But I Virginia Tech, I think they'll win this game. I think that I think it's going to be a squeaker like Louisville, but I think they're going to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, not to sound like a echo here, but. I mean, Liberty has looked pretty good overall. They're, like I said, they're 6-0. and But, I mean, look at who they play. They play Western Kentucky, FIU, North Alabama, Louisiana, Monroe, Southern Miss, and Syracuse, who is arguably the worst or one in the bottom three in the ACC. I mean, they've been impressive for what for the schedule that's in front of them. But I think uh, I think it'll be closer than it probably should be. Virginia, Virginia Tech's defense has been, has been garbage this year. Yep. But their offense has had weeks where they look really good. And I think Herbert is uh, going to have – on track this week against Liberty and he'll run all over him. I think they end up winning by 10. So I got uh, Virginia Tech in that one. I expect Herbert to have at least 140 yards. Probably. Yeah. He definitely a Heisman should. week, if you will. Heisman Herbert. <laughs> That's his name, right? Heisman Herbert. Heisman Herbert. <laughs> he's about, not going to get, he's not like, get invited to New York. We, about we like Heisman here. Howell, right? We, we, at the five, he's not getting invited. <laughs> Heisman Howell and Heisman Herbert. We're going to run with that all year. (laughs) If I remember correctly, I got to say this. If I remember correctly, it it wasn't but a few episodes ago, Ryan was like, yeah, we got uh, Howell who should be in the Heisman talk. They might sneak into the BCS. (laughs) 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 How the mighty have fallen. I'm not with bad takes on this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> hey, no, 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 true enough. True enough. <laughs> All right, next hey, game. We all said Pitt was going to be you know running. We, yeah, we have Pitt as a good defense, but All right, next game we have Boston College uh, versus Syracuse. BC looked good against Clemson. So, uh, what do you say, Dustin? BC Syracuse is probably the worst team in the conference. Boston College is much improved. All right, Angle. BC. Um, I alluded to the fact that I was driving around last weekend looking at condos. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to see my boy Phil kind of light it up, but the guys were texting me about that, and I was like, "Oh, is he doing good?" So it was, it was kind of weird. It was like he was like my my like my nephew or something. I was I was really <laughs> proud of him. <laughs> Morgan, oh Boston College, Syracuse sucks. <laughs> I mean, uh, they just they fight. They're fighting with Florida State to be the first to be which one they want. We want to kick out, so. <laughs> All right, yeah, just to echo everybody, yeah, Boston College. I mean, I think they're going to be too good for Syracuse. All right, next up, like Morgan said, speaking of bad takes, all of our takes on the Pittsburgh defense at the beginning of the year, but we have Pitt versus uh, Florida State. Uh, you never really know what you're going to get out of either of these. Um, I'm not sure. Is Kenny Pickett still out? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. In other words, who cares about this game? <laughs> since, he, since he answered that with such uh, passion and gusto, I'm going to let the first pick go to Ryan. 
The only thing I know about Pittsburgh, besides the fact that my sister-in-law went there and is a big fan, is uh, absolutely not. Sometimes they have cool uniforms, those gray uniforms, those granite grays. Those are nice. Yeah. I, I, come on. I'm not watching this game. I'm I'm and I'm the anti Florida State guy for obvious reasons. So go Pittsburgh. Hell yeah, <laughs> Morgan. I'll I'll go Pitt. I, I think that FSU game against UNC was 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 a uh, anomaly. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Always I, happens well, to us. Florida State sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, they are uh, they're inconsistent right now. I think Pitt's gonna gonna hand hand them a good loss this weekend all right dustin yeah pitt's got four losses in a row fsu has only wins against jacksonville state alabama and a now unranked carolina i gotta go with pitt on this one they break the losing streak fsu's down there at the bottom of the conference with duke syracuse so Pitt, even without kenny pickett i just looked it up kenny pickett's doubtful not so fast my friend Pitts, like you just said, has lost four straight games. Kenny Pickett's out. Their defense will have a decent um, – I think their defense isn't terrible, but their de- defense will have a decent uh, game against Florida State, who hasn't been that impressive, say, for really one week. Um, but, you know, I got to make up some ground somewhere. And uh, I'm picking the Seminoles to – I guess I call it upset, I don't know, to to beat the Pittsburgh Panthers this weekend. So, <laughs> go Knowles. That's an upset at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From a team that's won multiple national titles. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, this is by far the game of the week. Um, should be non-conference, but that's another topic. Uh, Clemson versus Notre Dame. All right, Ryan, what do you think? Loved it on this podcast. We took easily five minutes to discuss Liberty and Virginia Tech and UNC Duke, and we're just going to gloss right past Clemson and Notre Dame. It's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of content you do not get anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Clemson. The end. I know we joked about last week that that we don't give them enough. Uh, we don't give them enough attention. I don't think this is close. I think Clemson is far away the best team in the country. Um, they're 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 boring to watch because they're so good. Um, Travis Etienne. I'm glad you. I'm glad you called that out, Dustin. That, that's really impressive. He's boy. It seems like him and then Hunter Renfro. It seemed like those guys had about six years of eligibility. I mean, it sure seems like they've been there forever. Clemson wins this going away. I don't think it's close. So this one's interesting to me because um, obviously it's a top five matchup between arguably not really even arguably it's two best teams in the ACC. Just call it what it is. Trevor Lawrence is out. He, I mean, he's because of uh, when he got diagnosed with COVID and due to the ACC's rules following the CDC guidelines, he's not eligible to play this weekend. But we're still talking about Clemson. They still have a really good defense. They had a subpar week last week. They probably won't this week. Travis Etienne is still the best running back in uh, the ACC, if not the country. And um, that backup quarterback is six foot four, 250 pounds, and was a five-star recruit who was the number one recruit in the nation last year. And he looked pretty damn solid um, around that time. So I'm, I'm going with Clemson in this one. What about you, Morgan? Let's see. Who do you want to pick? Who? <laughs> okay. uh, little man here says he's going to go with oh, – they're not good right now, no. Uh, let's see. You know, with the quarterback being out um, – my brain's kind of going, well, maybe, you know, it's, because it's that South Bend, right? Yeah, it is. Does Notre Dame's defense attack this quarterback in a hostile environment like that? I mean, I don't, I don't know how many kids are going to be in the stadium. I'll, I'll go Clemson just because it is Clemson, like you guys are saying. You know, the running back is still in there. Um, I don't know much about Notre Dame's defense to, to, to say that they can shut down Clemson's entire game. So I'll, I'll go Clemson. I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout, but I think Clemson will handle it by two touchdowns. So hey. for Brody's for Brody's initial pick on the podcast, he picked against the Fighting Irish. <laughs> he did. No, he he wanted to pick the Fighting Irish. I told him <laughs> no, we couldn't do that. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Joe Joe Montana ain't walking through the doors right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dustin. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I mean, it's it should be a good game. Clemson's uh, well, Notre Dame has a good. Their offense is predicated on the run, but I, you know, last week Clemson's what we saw of Clemson's defense. I don't think we're going to see again. I think they're going to be ready and they're going to be fired up, and they're going to shut down 
Notre Dame's offense. And I, it, it's all predicated on they have to run and get a lot of yards, and then that sometimes open up, opens up the passing game for them. And I just don't see it happening against Clemson. Um, and their offense did not miss a beat last week. Even, you know, with the possible, very likely Heisman winner gone, they look just as good as they ever were. So, Clemson. Plug and play, next man up. <laughs> when you're an elite program, that's how it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're Alabama, when you're Clemson, when you're even Ohio State, like, somebody gets hurt, the next guy steps in. Yeah. All right, and for the last game of the week, we have the Louisville Cardinals versus the uh, Virginia Cavaliers. I mean, postponed. Nobody cares. Postponed. Yeah, COVID. Oh, okay. It sucked. Due to COVID. It was right. Louisville. Yeah, UVA, Louisville had fifteen. So Louisville like, had fifteen players test positive, right. or fifteen staff members, or something yeah. like that. So it looks like Virginia gets to bask in the glory of last no, week. For no, Louisville, Louisville was just being nice. <laughs> Louisville was just being nice. They're taking the rep for it. UVA really just cancel it because they suck and they're afraid to play the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. they're, they're like, well, are we, our season's done for, we're, we're done. <laughs> the miserable part of miserable and reckless. Exactly. All right. And uh, next topic, if you want to take it away, Ryan. Sure. So a lot of us had a lot going on this week and we were kind of texting about like a lot of us as in like the country <laughs> had a lot going on this week. None of us are immune to the, the weirdness. I think that's the right word, the weariness of just kind of existing right now with everything that's going on with COVID, the election, the mostly unsolicited opinions of what we should do or how we should act. Or It's just, it seems pretty noisy out there right now. Uh, uh, part of what we wanted to do with this podcast, I think, is sidestep a lot of that. Um, not because it isn't important or... That we're trying to ignore it, but just because we aim to be a release from all that, it's a chance for the four of us to get together. It's it's a highlight of the week for us. Um, it's one of the highlights of the week, I should say, to get together and kind of just I'm talk. about and, it all week long, buddy. <laughs> it brings some level of uh, some level of comfort and, and, and normalcy during all this. So that's that's I guess what um, we kind of agreed on for for this week to kind of throw the southern throw the sports out the window and just kind of say like it's been a week huh and it's definitely been a year this is our 10th episode um i'll be honest i i thank these guys for taking the time to even make 10 episodes but what's what we basically wanted to talk about is like what's something that brings you comfort during stressful times and maybe there's something you can pull from this maybe there's something you can you realize that we're not just BSing around the whole time and throwing shade at each other, but we're, we're also doing a lot of commenting and, 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 and trying to check in and right. Checking in, seeing how the other one's doing, seeing how the other one's families are doing. We're nervous about jobs and uh, rent and mortgages and just like everybody else is. Right. So what's something that bring, I don't know, Logan, what's we'll start with you. What's something that brings you comfort during all Honestly, this? like, the main thing for me is like, I kind of, this is going to sound like an old man, but I, I like sitting, I have my Dustin scene. I have that green recliner sitting in my living room. And the thing that I like to do the most probably in the evening is sit back in the recliner, have my dog sitting with me and watch anything from NC state, rip my heart out to uh Marvel movies, stuff like that. Listen to some podcasts in there. I mean, that's really I, that and maybe go out and, on the uh, golf course. And that's been a lot of fun. It's something I picked up through, through COVID more. So I used to play here and there, but you know, it was something to look forward to during this time because it wasn't much to do. So golf really is kind of as frustrating as it can be is, uh, is something that has kind of been comforting in the way of not being able to really go see a lot of people and do a lot of things. Gives you, it's a good way to spend it a Saturday and relax and have fun, you know, for a few hours when the, the sun was out. Are you still, wasn't one of your roommates, gone for a while are they still like hold up or away so uh one of them moved out and moved to charlotte he's in um he's at like culinary school or something at johnson and Wales. so we got a new roommate now okay yeah yeah all right fair enough it, it would suck if you were just hanging out by yourself <laughs> <laughs> yeah for a while though that was the case i mean li- literally throughout the uh whole COVID thing they were both gone for a lot so i was kind of it was like me and my dog <laughs> hanging out every day so <laughs> fair enough Morgan? Uh, right, you know, family. 
you know, if, if when I'm not at work or sleeping, uh, getting to spend time with Crystal and Brody and we're still waiting, you know, Bridget to arrive here in December. As we talked about earlier, she got her eviction date in the set for mid, mid December. So if she's not here by then. She's joining us in our misery. Um, but just, you know, watching Brody grow, play with him, you know, we put on Blue's Clues. That's most, most of the TV I have on now. Here comes the mail. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Makes me wanna wear. I thought we said no politics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, just you know, when our downtime, you know, me and Chris will get to have just small conversations when we're not dead tired about what you know is going on with our work week and everything, and kind of talking about I don't know house hunting. Other than that, I just still try to find time to go for a run or, or work out. I haven't had much of that lately, which is I've been missing, but I'm hoping to get back to it here soon. Is you busy to... or the weather? What? Busy or the weather? Busy. Just, you know, between being tired from work or tired from um, chasing the little guy around, which, you know, it's, I enjoy being tired from doing that, but. It doesn't leave you with much energy after it's all said and done to do anything else, but go lay your head down. I think I can hear him in the background. Yes, you do. <laughs> it is bedtime, and he bites tooth and nail. He has FOMO. <laughs> Sounds like somebody he might be related who, to. Who would he get that from? <laughs> That's great. Hey, you know he's your kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is also Crystal's kid. He throws crap when he doesn't get his food. I think Crystal is messing with the Wi-Fi right there because I couldn't <laughs> hear what you said. <laughs> uh, all right, from one dad to another. Uh, all right. Um, for me, like I mean, I guess there's all kinds of ways I could go with it. One, I mean. From a serious standpoint, I would say certainly my faith, you know, my faith in God and in that part of my life, certainly uh, not just now, but over the years sustains me when I'm not, um, you know, feeling good about things, feeling good about life or stressed out about things. Um, But beyond that, in more recent times, obviously, like family has been a big part of that, you know, getting married and having, you know, my wife and then having my daughter and like sometimes uh like this week it's been a little stress stressful uh but uh, both of us trying to work and having our kid here instead of going to daycare so that we could work and uh you know kind of trying to remind myself to stop being grumpy about it and like just hang out with my kid and enjoy uh doing that like i took a nap with her this afternoon at like three o'clock See, she wouldn't sleep, so I was like, let's just take a nap. <laughs> so, because she'll sleep better on you sometimes than, you know, than laying in her crib. Um, awesome. You know, I was, yeah. So, I mean, it's, there's moments like that that you get where they're like happy or they're engaging with you. And, um, you know, as Morgan knows, because, you know, Brody's over a year old now, like they interact with you more and more and they do more and you see them growing and doing stuff and recognizing, the world and that's pretty that's been a cool experience something that you know if we did this show a year ago i would have been like uh well uh <laughs> course light and um so you would have been me <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 uh a lot of chew and uh <laughs> but not that any of those things are bad um, not that there's anything uh, wrong with that. No, there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but it certainly has changed in that sense. And um, but you know, obviously, there's there's a whole lot of other stuff like spending time doing you know doing and preparing for this podcast, talking to y'all, like paying attention. I mean, we're still this is a sports household for sure. Like, and you know, it's not just me. It's you know, Jenny will want to watch the Little League World Series and the softball this softball game and, and, you know, Jenny's more into sports than we are. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by far. Like I like to watch my teams or teams that I'm interested in. She likes to watch random teams. <laughs> so I spent a, you know, I get a little bit of like, I guess, distraction from that. Um, and obviously you could take this all kinds of ways. I mean, I with there's foods or other TV shows you watch and things like that. But I would say if I had to name the three things that we spend the most of our time on, it'd be those, those items. All right. So I guess that leaves me. It's interesting. I was, I was curious to see where you guys would go with this. So, um, we have been more isolated this year, just simply geographically because of where we live and we'll just leave it at that. So it's been kind of interesting to kind of take everything away, even though it's been noisy from the outside coming in, it's really been a blessing in disguise to kind of be able to strip everything away and, um, and really be able to focus on what still is left. Hopefully that makes sense to people. Um, for example, we, we haven't done the takeout thing. Um, so we've been cooking every night. Um, we have the luxury of doing that, right? We have the luxury of being able to pay for food and not worry about it and try new things. And, but my wife is basically, I gave her a hard time for being a vegan earlier in the podcast. It's probably going to save my life, especially based on my way my liver looks right now. But (laughs) um, we, uh, she's basically a gourmet cook. I mean, uh, props to her. She's uh, not just saying, I mean, she doesn't know I'm going to say this, but uh, she's cooked every night of this quarantine and she's, I never realized I was so fascinated with food. I mean, the stuff that she puts together is, is, is really unique and really interesting. And it's like got like five ingredients in it. You know, it's, it's, it's not anything crazy, but I find that when I sat down at the end of a long, stressful day, like just a bowl of food, especially if it's warm, warm noodles, any sort of soup, anything like that. Like, and and, and the, the flavors and textures and stuff that she can put together. I'm, I've never really, I never cared about food before this. I wasn't a big you know, I'll go do the barbecue restaurant or whatever, just to say I did it, but, and it tastes good, but it, it just, it didn't, it wasn't a thing for me. I never understood cooking shows or food shows or why. So it's been fascinating that I've been able to like, look forward to that and watch the way that she creatively like puts this stuff together. It's really cool. It's like the way someone would paint or something like that. At the same time, it's interesting the way that my tastes have turned because, because I like those, I like to watch them when I watch shows about food. So one of the shows that I've watched that is incredibly cheesy, and I, I texted the guys about this a little bit, and it came back maybe a week or so ago for another season that they were able to film and edit before COVID, was the show on Netflix, Somebody Feed Phil. It's, it, it's literally just him going around the world, and he goes to different cities. He's incredibly cheesy. He's inquiter, incredibly white bread, if you understand the way I'm saying that. And he just interacts with people and just smiles and just gives them high fives and plays with kids. And it's just, it's a breath of fresh air from every channel screaming at you about, you know, needing election votes or how many people died or, or who's sick or what's shut down again. Or it, and you turn that on and it's just cheese ball and it's a guy enjoying like, you know, a thing of meatballs with like a five-year-old kid giving him a high five. You know, it, it's awesome. Just reminds yeah. you that there's, that there's good stuff in the world. Um, the only other thing I would say is obviously we're, we're a sports podcast. I really, I found that I really like competition just in general. I'll watch a field. I'm Jenny, right? I'll watch a field hockey game. <laughs> I'll watch uh I really will. I really, I, they're on Sundays right before church. So I turn them on for, you know, a half hour. I don't want to watch more than a half hour, <laughs> but competition, right? Uh, you guys can't see this in the background, but two of the four members of this podcast are holding up their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not going to let that slide. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I like not knowing how the result will play out. That's really fun. Um, that, that may sound weird with the year we have, because I guess we don't really know how anything's playing out. But I like seeing people compete. And I like it being, um, for some reason, I feel like it's just, it's, it's, it's fun to see competition. And it's fun to see, especially amateur competition, college football, college anything. You just, you know, that the kids are out there and they're stressed out with COVID and everything else, but they're still just going out there and competing. That's, that's fun for me to watch. And and it's enjoyable. It's not, it's not scripted. It's not political. It's not anything. It's just people just playing sports. And then the last thing I would say is I definitely like being outside. I definitely go in for walks. Um, 
we have a small apartment here in Bethesda. Um, I think I've mentioned this. We're, we're able to walk by like NIH and Walter Reed. It was a zoo and uh, Trump came here to the hospital. There was a lot of people outside and honking and screaming and protesting. And I joked with the guys I was going to go make a banner that said miserable and reckless podcast out now and just walk right by all the cameras. <laughs> Should have done uh, it. Uh, it was a zoo. Missed opportunity, man. Missed opportunity. <laughs> and uh, I realized in that moment when we couldn't, we didn't feel comfortable going out with all the loonies that were out there, including the reporters. I realized how much I, I just really enjoy being outside and walking and moving around. So I think that's what kind of predicated this, this idea for us to get a condo and move other places so that we can have a bit more freedom to do that. So that's very long, but basically like it's, it's funny to me because if you'd asked me, Dustin, you said this, if you asked me a year ago, I probably wouldn't have said, you know, home cooked food and TV, you know, sports on TV and, 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 and just walking around neighborhoods and like looking at Halloween decorations, you know, that would bring me joy, but it's amazing how the, when everything gets taken away, like the things that truly bring happiness and comfort, at least for me are really simple and they've kind of been there all along. Um, you touched on your faith too. That's definitely, I, I didn't want to proselytize on this podcast, but it's definitely something that's kept me anchored through all this. And I think it's definitely something that's driven me towards those simple things, realizing that they're, that they're available and that, and that the time is short and, 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 and we should take advantage of them. So whether it's chit-chatting with you four guys or whatever, there's, we, we BS a lot about Florida state and UVA and everything else. But at the end of the day, it's, it's nice to have guys that'll answer the call or, or, or answer a text or shoot a meme or check in and see how you're doing, you know? So friends is definitely a last, a, a last topic for me. Is that sappy enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, in a, in a year that no one could predict it when all that's going on, it's, it's inevitable that I think everybody sort of resets and refocuses a little bit. And I, that's why I say like a year ago, our answers would have been probably a little, uh, they would have been different, but they also probably would have been a little more sarcastic and uh, as opposed to a little more serious. Um, yeah. You know, even, even a year ago for me, as someone who's not married and doesn't have kids, like a year ago for me, it would have been different too, because like, I don't know if it's part of just the COVID situation, maybe having to be at home more, or if it's just me getting a little bit older or a mix. I really have found out I really don't want to be around that many people anymore. Like just from every once in a while, maybe, you know, go around folks. But like I had a friend invite me like a couple months ago to go meet him uh, to, to get a drink somewhere on like a Thursday. And I had to convince myself to go because I was sitting in my, my recliner with my dog and I was trying to run through excuses in my head for to not go. But I mean, in a year ago, I wouldn't have done that. Like now I just find myself wanting to kind of like sit at home with my dog more and just like watch TV. I don't really want to be around a group of people as much as I used to. Some of that's because you're a D Barry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just inherent in our DNA. <laughs> the older we get, the less people are around and the number of dogs we have grows. <laughs> more dogs, less people. <laughs> you got an excuse now, by the way. You could What's just tell them like, hey, like I'm, you know, like, I really don't like the way I look with glasses and I can't wear my contacts anymore. <laughs> True enough. I have to keep that one uh, in my back pocket for when I want to bring it out. <laughs> Morgan, I can see the Bruins jersey in the background. I guarantee you a year ago, I would have been moaning and complaining about the Bruins or excited about them one way or the other, depending on when you asked me. <laughs> Point being, sports probably would have played a huge, a much larger answer. And instead it's, like you said, Dustin, it's been nice to, uh, <laughs> it's been nice to rely on simple things instead. Things that were always there all along, right? Yep. Uh, all right. We got time. Are we doing a bless your heart? Yeah. yeah. If you, if you guys have time, we can roll right into it. Or are we, or have we been sappy enough? Who's still listening? Is anyone still listening? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, there's not enough arguing on this. <laughs> Something good to look forward to in 2021. Um, I think we uh, I talked to Ryan, or I guess I messaged the group earlier. Um, I don't know if you guys saw or not, but I'm thinking we do a uh, put it in the, in the books for a potential cabin live on live on the scene. 
and uh, this time next year. Yeah, no, we're I know we're all down for that, and then we can we'll have uh, real content and real up to date pictures for Missouri and Request Facebook. Some, uh, <laughs> church made uh, Brunswick stew, all, all the good stuff. Church Brunswick stew is the best Brunswick stew. Oh, of course, uh, yeah, I know why, right? Because it's made with love. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it. It's also, them big black pots and the ores they use they stand outside over a real fire yeah Yeah, it's the background right for god forbid we have two people that don't know what we're talking about (laughs) but i was thinking about earlier today i was like you know what it'll be time it'll be something good to look forward to so as of right now unless things change this time next year uh we'll be uh setting up for a uh, on location podcast so Morgan's Morgan's grand grandfather, right? Yeah. Morgan has a cabin. Long story short, it's in it's on the river in 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 I'll say rural Virginia. <laughs> and we went there. I think the last time we went there was right before the 2016 election. And it was just a real fun experience for everyone to sit around. And uh that'd be great if we can go back there and do it again. We haven't been back, I don't think, since altogether, right? Am yeah. I am I wrong in saying that? It's been a while. So That'd be that'd be awesome if we anyway, can. Sorry, we we can jump from from that. I just wanted to give a little quick note on that one. I can't wait for the cabin. All right, bless your heart. I feel like I talked enough already this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> so two two of the people on this podcast live in Raleigh. Um, so you guys could Oak go. City. You guys could go check this out if you wanted to. Um, and for anyone down there listening, uh, you can definitely go check it out. We all gather together uh, yearly, so I, I I don't know about January, but um, usually in January or February for the is is it always in one month, guys? Is it always road trip to it's, Raleigh? It's always either the very last weekend of January or the first weekend in February traditionally, and it's like been going on since 2015. Dustin and Morgan started going in 16, I believe, and then I think you've been what two years, Ryan? Two, yeah. yeah. So there's a band, American Aquarium, and 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 they they are from Raleigh, and they put together a uh, like a homecoming. Another topic for another time. When we were down there this year um, for that two day event, I was down there with all four of these guys, and Melissa, my wife, found a place called uh, a place at the table in Raleigh. We, it was like one of the last places we hit on the way out of town, just grabbed it for a snack before we headed back. And it's really cool. And I wanted to highlight it here. Um, and we'll definitely put a link to it on Facebook. Long story short, it's in Raleigh place at the table provides community and good food, uh, for everyone, regardless of your means to pay. Um, so what exactly does that mean? Um, you have multiple options to pay, right? You could pay the suggested price for the food. Uh, you can pay a minimum of $3. If you've been able to collect three bucks, you can, you can just get a meal or you can pay, uh, using a token. So the way that this works is if you go into this place, into this establishment, first of all, phenomenal food. Um, basically what they do is they either, they, they say, how do you want to pay? And you can either pay just straight up, Right. If you pay straight up, they'll ask you point blank if you would like to donate to the community food bucket for the future. Um, And so basically what that that allows is you can either uh, somebody that may be homeless or may be down on their luck or may just have lost a job or who knows what, right? They can go in there and they can pay based on the kindness of strangers, right? So for whatever it's worth, when we went in there, we paid normal price and then we donated two meals forward. I don't know how those were used or what happened, but... It's, it's, it's an option that allows you to do that. Um, there's 60 other places that are like this in the world, um, or sorry, in the US. It's the, I took this off the website, but it's the Global One World Everybody Eats Network. And I clicked on it and you can kind of see like other places that may be like this in your area. So uh, first of all, phenomenal food. Second of all, it's really cool. When we were sitting there, we were sitting outside. And um, People from the community were walking by. You can volunteer your time uh, to clean tables. You can volunteer your time to serve. So you don't just have to volunteer money. 
Um, and also people that were from the community were walking by and you could tell that they may have been down on their luck a little bit and they knew everybody in the restaurant by name. They were like waving and like, uh, you thank you all for doing this and stuff like that. It's just, it's a phenomenal little, very small shop in Raleigh. It's, it's right off of, uh, you guys will have to help me. Morgan, what's the area where you got married? What's that area called with like the big circle in the middle? Um, do you know? Uh, it's downtown Raleigh and it's right by the civil war memorial or whatever that is down there. I drawn a blank. We can put the address on Facebook. It's fine. It's a cool place. So go, please support them. And, uh, and, and, and if nothing else, maybe look, um, to click on the link for the global one world, everybody eats network. And you can see other places like that. That's pretty cool. That's really good, good of them to do that. Yeah, it's off of West Target uh, Street. Okay, that's where I was. Yeah. But yeah, that is pretty cool. I've heard of that place a few times. Um, I think WRL actually did a, a small little segment on it a while back. First time I'd like encountered it. I mean, that's a cool thing, especially, uh, you know, folks that are struggling in a time like now where a lot of people, you know, lost their job. A lot of the service industry lost their jobs and may not be able to afford things as um, as easily as before. I mean, it's a cool thing, you know, to be able to do that for people within the community. Yeah, it's nice to know there's still good people out there in this world that are willing to take their time to help other people. Unless you live in D.C. (laughs) (laughs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) All right. Well, I think uh, that wraps up, as uh, Ryan said earlier, the 10th episode of Miserable and Reckless. Here's to uh, a bunch more. And we'll see how we go. Uh, hopefully, we'll pick up some more listeners, and hopefully, we haven't driven all the ones that we did have off with all of our uh, <laughs> our bitching and moaning about certain things that grinds our gears. But well, for, uh, well if they're Florida State fans, we don't want them anyway. So, <laughs> 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 all right. On that note, uh, for Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, I'm Logan. I'm <laughs> we'll get we'll get back at you next time.